Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What's your story? What's good with y'all? It's Abram Mitchell. I'm a real estate developer, and this is my story. This episode is brought to you by the Loyalty Club, one of the hottest brands out where they keep their items limited and only for the loyal few. Check us out online at theloyaltyclub.us or if you're in New Orleans area, you can check us out at our flagship store, 841 Fulton Street. You already know what time it is. Only for the loyal few club time. So, I'm like, where you from? I'm from New Orleans, but I grew up in Baton Rouge. So, like, you know, both of them are like, you know, like two different parts of Louisiana, and like, yeah. and like sometimes everyone kind of like put them together and mm-hmm. just kind of think people kind of move the same. I want yeah. you to kind of like you know, and but kind of I'm like explain. I'm like the difference. Br in New Orleans is night and day. Like it, it's two different cultures. You know what I'm saying? Like my whole family is is city roots, is New Orleans roots. But again, growing up in Baton Rouge, I got a lot of friends that's in Baton Rouge and they families from BR. So like going to they family parties and then going to ours is like completely different. You know, in BR, they like to jig a lot. You know, they accent a little different. They dress a little different. Then in New Orleans, it's like, it's, it's more culture, you know, it's bounce music, you know. I can New Orleans. culture because it's like both of them got their own culture. I, I and feel, they don't jig everywhere. I feel like with the city though, I feel like a lot of stuff in the city kind of, migrated to BR and then they got it and did their own thing with it, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it's night and day. It's really night and day, you know? But like, my parents had a fireworks thing, I mean, had a, a glass business coming up. So that's where like all the way up into Katrina, like I was telling you, we was always in the city every weekend, you know? We was out here in the city, they drop us off, they go work. And, you know, growing up at our grandparents' house, it was like, damn, we really could have grew up in this. You know what I'm saying? And then our parents, we seeing them drop us off and go work their ass off to make sure we don't grow up in New Orleans. You know, BR was a good place for us. You feel me? So that's how I feel like it's it's a lot of difference be, being able to see both sides of the, of, of the coin. So like, what you mentioned, I'm like Hurricane Katrina. Yeah. yeah but how was Hurricane Katrina like for you? Like, you know, like how old were you? Man, I was probably about... Eight years old, nine years old. You don't even like. like, Nah, I remember. I remember because we had about 40, 50 people living in our house, like with tents. How was that experience? It was crazy, dog. Because I I would say this as a kid, it was like fun and crazy at the same time because a lot of our cousins was just at our house, you know what I'm saying? And like some of these cousins we don't see all the time. But it's like at the same time, it's like, damn, our whole family got spread out from that one that one storm because a bunch of our family moved to Houston. My great grandma, she moved to uh Tennessee. You know what I'm saying? So it's like my cousin, Cheddar, that's like my brother, he moved up to Memphis, Tennessee. So it was like damn, a lot of people just got spread out from that one that thing from yeah, Katrina. Wonder. You hear me? So like 
that's what you know my people had to get new shops because i said we used to be at the, in new orleans every weekend staying at our grandma's house boom hurricane katrina happened they gotta go their house get flooded out some of the shops get flooded out some of my cousins living with me next thing i know we going to school together and rolling in the same school so it was it was like you know it was a, it was a crazy moment for sure so you know also being in the house with all those people like yeah you realize like and then we ain't had no power oh no power in the crib. Also, the bathroom was messed up too and everything. Everything was messed up, bro. We all outside the house. I mean, our neighbors, they wasn't used to none of that. You know what I'm hey, saying? Man. All these people out okay. there. If that's one real experience for everyone that, that yeah. was in that house. Everyone, I bet everyone actually, I'm like, actually, I'm like, remember that time. Bro, they had tents in the crib. Like, tents in the crib. Like, this us, we, this our little spot. <laughs> When we sleeping in the tent, you know, so we wasn't even here for her for the actual storm. We had went to Atlanta, like when it, when Katrina actually hit, right. because it, it hit Baton Rouge pretty hard too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah people don't like people don't kind of like speak on it. Like, like yeah, actually, Hurricane Katrina hit like a good bit of Louisiana, in yeah. Mississippi. Yeah, Mississippi got tore up. Like I, yeah. like, I actually went to Jackson. I'm like, man, I should stay in Katrina. I mean, I should stay in New Orleans. Yeah, and we had no lights. Right. I'm like I could have just stayed in New Orleans, and I I used to actually want to be on like I actually want to be on the TV and go yeah. like man I was like man they man they live out there. <laughs> I'm like what I'm like man bring me back them they get free stuff yeah uh -huh. but, you know it's a it's, it's all a different experience but now like people in Mississippi they be saying they like bro we flooded back worse than the city yeah. you know out there in Mississippi and so. they don't speak on New Orleans because it like if in New Orleans they getting fully messed up fuck a train. Yeah. It was the eleven part that really like changed the game. And then you know when you hear about it, it's like you be hearing little stuff about the city wanted to to say the the, the, the French quarter and stuff, you know, and like they really start directing the water all into the hood and everything like that. But it's I feel like the city never really bounced back from Katrina. Like it, it's, I think it bounced back. Yeah. But it hasn't it but it actually changed the type of people that was here. Okay. Yeah, Explain. It's, like, it's a different type of like, you know, they had some some different type of criminals was here before Katrina. Yeah. Like, people used to get really kidnapped and stuff. Uh, like, uh -huh. <laughs> people don't get kidnapped and all that stuff. Yeah. They got, you know, got a newer generation. They wild, but yeah. they had a different type of dudes. They outside. breaking their cars. Yeah, they breaking their cars, yeah. but these dudes used to like pull up in like a U-Haul van, act like they sell shoes and rob everybody. Yeah, they all kind of games. All right. Like, they had some different type of breed of criminals. Like, they were very, uh, I can't use the word for them. Organized. Yeah, organized. They, they organized, very strategic. Yeah. Like, yeah. they had a plan when they was going to rob you. Uh, I got you. I got you. And then, you know, they had, like, you know, they kind of move on, like, military. They had, like, they had, like, real clicks of people okay. moving different. Like, they had so they one moving, dude, like, up they had north. They one dude riding, like, a bulletproof truck uh -huh. just moving, like, calling up the murder squad. Like, they had all <laughs> kinds of stuff going yeah. on. Yeah. They know? moving, like, up north then, up midway yeah, up north. Like, yeah, they moving, like, they got the stories. You know, it's yeah. legendary. Yeah, I got you. I so, got you. So, you know, being the Baton Rouge, having roots in New Orleans, playing sports. So, you know, mm -hmm. like, how was that, like, and when the day came that you felt like, dang, I ain't gonna make it as an athlete. Man, it was it was like a, a moment where when you best friends with the best people on the team that's getting all the scholarships, my first thought was like, I'm not gonna be the one that's like, oh, my partner in the league or, you know, I'm cool with such and such and, you know, I'm, hey, let me borrow this, let me get something from you, you know what I'm saying? So, like, I, I immediately started thinking, like, okay, I ain't going to make it rich playing sports. It got to be another way, you feel me? So I started thinking, you know, what? what's the next thing for me early? I'm in high school already thinking, like, 
I'm about to go to college, you know. I'm I don't really know too much about college because my people ain't graduate. Nobody around me really graduated college, so I'm like, I I want to own the business. So that was my main mindset going into college is I want to own the business and I want to do something that's gonna pay me a whole lot of money. And I, eventually, I came across that. But beforehand, I was. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Uh, like I said, my parents is in the glass business. I started picking up the, you know, picking that up, doing some windshield repairs, hustling while I was in college. My first year... Um, as a freshman, I ain't had no money. And I remember shit actually going on a date. And uh, the, the, when it was time to pay, I'm telling the chick, I'm like, I left my wallet at home, you know, type stuff. I ain't had no money anyway. And so how did that work out for you? She paid for it. She paid for it. So it, it was my birthday. So she paid for it. Oh, but you it still was, talk to her? Yeah, not, not to this day. Nah, oh. nah, nah. But it, it was nothing was wrong after that, you know what I'm right. saying? But it, as a man, you know what I'm saying, you naturally want to be a provider. You naturally and should be. And that's you something know? that you actually... I'm like, like, hey, but that's one. I'm like, key moment in your life. Like, yeah, man, I don't want to feel like this again. Exactly. Like, she might not think nothing of it, but that's something that I remember. Like, that's a point in my life where I'm like, I don't want to be in no position where, you know, I can't provide for myself. You know what I'm saying? Because that first year of college, shit, I ain't really had nothing. Like, I tell niggas, like, my partners that when it's time to go home, I had a whip. And I couldn't put gas in it. So I'm like, all right, who, who trying to ride home with me? Let me get five. Let me get ten. Boom. That's how I'm getting gas money to get back to the crib. So that first year of college, it, it really, like, made me really even more motivated to find, like, I like to say vehicle. Find my own vehicle because I had a job in high school for a few months. The job thing wasn't really for me. Like, I, I don't really, like, do well with somebody telling me what to do. Me working hard or not working hard, getting paid the same amount of money. So I knew early, I'm like, man, a job ain't going to work for me. Uh, I'm looking up the salaries. It ain't really talking about nothing, you know, more than what I want in my life. So I started thinking real early, okay, cool, I need to um, own a business. So after that first year of my college, I came back and I got into the glass business. Basically, well, you know, you ever seen somebody with a rock chip on their windshield? Like... You ever riding up, you get a chip on your windshield, then it starts spreading. Mm -hmm. And you know how in Louisiana, you got to get the brake tags, right? But they won't give you your brake tag if your chip, if your your uh, glass crack. So it's, it's really a good hustle. So I had got me a glass kit. And again, like I said, I got that game from my people. My pants is in the glass business. So I got me a glass kit and I started getting into that. So basically, I go in the car wash parking lot and then all these cars pulling up, all these cars pulling up. I'm checking all the cars, you know, people looking at me like, who this, who this is, you know, checking my car. Whole time, I'm checking to see if they got a rock chip on their windshield because insurance covered that. You feel me? So they ain't really had to pay no money out of pocket. It was an easy close if I got around the whole, my insurance go go up or my insurance go drop me if I call this in, you know what I'm saying? But once I could get somebody to understand that I could repair it, it take me about five, ten minutes and it's free of charge, then boom, I make $70, $80. So basically, you know, you were telling me earlier, and but actually, I'm like, before our interview, ever got cut the first time that, you know, if you had a high school coach, and he actually, I'm like, cut you, and yeah. kind of like change your, I'm like, decision. Yeah. In your life, so like, you know, I want you to, 
Hey, to kind of chime in, like, yeah. like tell people about that. So I was in high school. I was, shit, I had hoop dreams and NFL dreams. I wanted to go to the NBA. I wanted to go to the NFL. I was on the basketball team. One day the coach looked at me. He was like, man, don't go cut you, bro. Like, you, you, you a football player. I'm going to cut you. So I ain't that. That was it, you know. I stopped playing basketball that day. I ain't never go back to practice at that point, and like that was just another point where I'm like, damn, I, right. you know, you building this list. I, right, I'm gonna go to the NBA. I'm gonna go to the NFL. I thought about rapping before because I just come from a music family, shit. So we'll you about that next. You kind of like exit, you know. You taking them, taking them off the list, you know. So I'm like, damn. It's, it's dwindling down. Like, now I only got this way, which is, you know, football. And when I find, when I basically start figuring out, okay, the cleats walking away from me, because I remember one of my coaches said, you got to know when no cleats walking away from you. You know, a lot of people continue to chase that dream, and then they mess themselves up. They don't pick up no other skills. They don't learn nothing else. And now when it really is just done, they just out in the world kind of depressed, you know, they put they all into going to the NFL, put they all into going to the NBA, put they all into rapping or something else, and they ain't know when it was time to, you know, move on to the next play. But, yeah, I come from a music family, bro. Shout out to Mr. Magic. That's my godfather. Okay, speaking mm -hmm. of you know, him, like, I want you to kind of, like, you know, it would kind of be brief about it, like. Yeah. And, like, what do you think that he actually meant, um, like, actually to if the city of New Orleans and if the night ward? To the night walk, bro, it's, what's crazy is I knew him at Shaggy. You feel me? It's crazy how a, a, a group of people can know somebody for one thing and then you know him as your parent, your godfather. So it, it, when he passed away and then being at the repass and going out there in the, in the city, I really seen like how many people he really impacted because, I mean, shit, he done had so many number, you know, top songs, hit records. And like, again, there's so many people in the city that's, that's, that's climbing to even get out of here. So I just see how many people he just made believe that it's possible to make it big with your crap. That's what I really seen. But like coming up, I ain't even gonna hold you. I knew him as my shag. Yeah. So, you know, if like bring me back to that day, you know, if like mm. when you got the news, like, you know, if how do you felt like, you know, hey, but if like how did your family like move on? Cause you know, like a lot of people always, you know, just you know, have to celebrate a person, yeah. but they don't really like realize like people still be hurt after that, yeah. know, after the funeral in the second line. We ain't, we ain't never move on for that, brother. That was a hard hit for the family, and that year we lost about six, seven people in our family. You feel me? And theirs was like really the like kind of like the nail in the coffin, and we even lost people after that. But he was at the house that day, you know. So I'm laying on the couch. He came in there. He used to always tickle me like. Till, till I'm down there pissing on myself. That nigga tickling me, and I'm crying, everything. And he, that was his thing he used to do. Every time he find me, I'm like, bro, why, nigga, why is you always trying to tickle a nigga? Like, <laughs> that's all he wanted to do. So he came to the crib, did his thing, and he, all right, I'm about to head out. And then at about 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, shit, I wake up on my sleep. To, you, you know how it is. You get that news, you get that call at 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, and it's never really good news. And I... Hear my people, you know, and I come down and they like, you know, Shaggy and Titi died, Magic and Jenny, you know, they they died in the car accident. So, man, bro, like I, I was so young, I was 13 years old when that happened, and that was just like, I, I really felt like I lost a parent because they, 
you know how they say it take a village to raise a, right. a kid? Like, that was part of my village and raising me. Like, I grew up around them, you know what I'm saying? If I'm not at my people house, then, you know, they bringing me over there to spend time with them. So it, it was just like, I started realizing, like, what does Colgate mean by live life to the brightest? Could it be a rich glass of red sipped inside a Parisian cafe on a snowy night when my gaze is met by a tall, mysterious... <coughs> I mean, brushing is directed with Colgate Optic White Pro Series Toothpaste gives you a visibly whiter smile in just three days so you can live life to the brightest and finish that glass without worrying about teeth stains. Colgate Optic White. Find it at all major retailers. You, you can't take life for granted. Like you could really be here one moment. It's not even here today, gone tomorrow. It's like you could be here this hour and you could be gone the next hour. And then to see both of them pass away at the same time, it was it was hard, bro. And it, shit, bro. I, I acted an ass at that funeral, you know? Like it was it was a hard one. That was a tough one. But it, it, it definitely made me stronger as a man, you know, going through that as at a young age, understanding that this a part of life, death. Like people go pass away, they go die. So you know, getting out of high school, you know, like, maybe like, you know, actually having like a little, I'm like entrepreneur, like mm -hmm. background in your family, like actually, like what made you choose to like jump into I'm like real estate? Man, bro, it, that's a good question right there. So it's not even like I had a, it's not like I always wanted to be in real estate, but I had came across this info where I could flip a house without having to buy it. It's called wholesaling real estate. So basically, I, I, I came across some videos online of these, you know, kids, some of them my age, you know what I'm saying, 19, 20 years old, some cats older, and they'll basically get good at finding good deals. They the plug in real estate. That's how I explain it to people. Well, say you got a house worth $200,000, and, you know, uh, you're in a situation where you need to get it off. You know, I'm I like, look, I need to sell this house, and I'm going to need to move on with my life. So say... Uh, I, I approach you and we put it on paper. I'm going to buy your house for $100,000. Cool. We put that on paper on contract that we go close in 30 days for $100,000. Say my partner, he he the, the biggest in the city with flipping properties. He buy properties, put money into them, and sell them. So I'm going to take that piece of paper. I'm going to let him know, look, um, I got this property at 123 Main Street. I'll sell it to you for 120000 So then he'll look at it. Take check out the pictures and be like, all right, cool, we good to go. So whenever we show up to the title company, that's the, the I like to say that's the smart people. They they do all the paperwork. They make sure the title clear, the deed transfer over. Whenever we get to them on the closing day, my partner he show up with one hundred twenty thousand dollars, and then you get the hundred thousand, I get the twenty thousand. I ain't spend no money. You feel me? I ain't had to have no license. I ain't had no, had no credit. That's why I say, like, I, I really got good at being a plug, like middleman in real estate deals, bringing together an investor and a homeowner, and then I make money in between. But the, now I'm making money that shit most people I'm around ain't never seen before at one time. So I want you to, like, give them the harsh truth about yeah. real estate, like, the ups and the downs. Yeah. Now, it, it's definitely, you know, everything, like... This what I'm gonna say is whatever journey you on is is gonna be a roller coaster. You know what I'm saying? Like entrepreneurship is gonna be higher highs and higher lows. You know, like Elon Musk last year he broke the record for most money lost in one day, but he's still the richest person in the world. That's still a low for him where he at at his level. So me, 
I'll tell you about my first deal. I had uh, found out about wholesaling real estate in 2018. So this summer, uh, summer 2018 while I'm in college, and I immediately just dove straight in. I dove straight in, and about four months later, October 19, 2018, I closed my first deal. I made $32,000 off that deal in college. So I immediately dropped out of college thinking real estate, the easiest thing in the world. Shit, I could find deal, flip this paper, make tens of twenty, thirty thousand dollars So my very next deal, when I dropped out of college, I packed up my car, I moved to Nashville, Tennessee. I had a closing set up on that day. On that same day, I found out, all right, the buyer called and was like, I can't perform, I gotta walk on the deal. So I got this property that I'm supposed to close on because you you the one that signed the contract still. So I'm on the hook for this property, and then the buyer called saying he can't close it. You know what I'm saying? So at that point, I had to make a decision. Either I could just walk away from the seller, which you put a house under contract. Say you about to sell your house and you put it under contract. What you going to do? What you do if you thinking you about to sell your house? What you doing? And and I'm planning on, you know... Packing up. Yeah, packing up. Exactly. Packing up, you kind of yeah. counting the money that you about to make. Right. So that's what's going through my head is like, this seller, we've you been on... Yeah, this seller like counting the money, you know, this seller planning on moving. So we, I actually bought the property. I had used a, a hard money lender where I had to put down some money and I had like, I had like $13,000 in my bank account. I had to spend about ten. To, to take that property down. So at that point, I'm like, damn, this real estate shit not as easy as I as it was on my first deal. And then I'm like, I done went ahead and dropped out of school and moved up here. And now, in a sense, I'm back broke. You know, I done spent all my money. So it, 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 some people are make it look easy. And I it, it is easy at times, but you still go learn. You know, at the end of the day, you go learn through your lessons, through the experience. And hey, people make everything look easy, but it's yeah. Nothing nah. easy. You get on Instagram, everybody go say, oh, this so easy, just do this, one, two, three. On YouTube but they, especially, yeah. they tell everybody, oh, you can be a real estate, a credit. Yeah. Yeah. You but, from your field. Yeah, they ain't going to talk about, you know, all the other side. And sometimes, you know, you can't really talk about that too much because then people just start thinking negative so quick. And like, I ain't, yeah, and they ain't even going to try it, you know what I'm saying? So I, I would say, like, all those lessons – it, 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 it's supposed to happen. It got to happen. Because like I said, that's when I started understanding, okay, if a property, 200000 I don't need 200000 to buy it. I just need, you know, 10, 10%. 10%. You feel me? I'm coming up before then. I'm thinking, shit, if, if, if something costs 200000 that's what I need right. to spend in order to buy it. Yeah. So it still was like a lesson in that, you know, that whole situation. And that kind of, like my whole career just... Blast forward, understanding how I can leverage other people. Yeah, well, but I'm learning a little bit more like real estate. Like now, I have a brand new house off the ground. All right. And we paid 200k, and so we've been out two years. It was worth 400 now. Exactly. And like people around us selling it, you can tell it's worth a whole lot. Yeah. And I'm like, nah, I'm a whole bit. Yeah. It's like if like if the people spending 400 right now, yeah. Imagine you're gonna spend five years five, from now. Did you know what Beyonce be saying? Right. Pay me in equity. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it's like. It, Sometimes, you know, everybody won't get the quick lick, get the cash, but I hang around people that say it's so, better than access. And so, I know the downside about that, too. Like, like and so my, you know, that's so my wife friend. Okay. And she sold her house for 400 and moved to Atlanta, like big dreams, you know. Uh-huh. 
and they never found the dream host, dream yeah. home. So they were staying in the apartment. So they came back down here. Yeah. If not a housing market high. Yeah. And it, they, they can't get apartment. another house. They, they can't get another house. So it's like, hard you know, like, it's like, and like they don't have that 400K no more either. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, you, you gotta know, know what you gonna do. It's right. situational. Like when it comes to selling real estate, it's not like black and, right, black and also white. People don't speak on written and getting the house is two different things. Yeah. So when you written, and but a three bedroom apartment might be two thousand, three thousand mm-hmm. dollars. When you have a three, when you got like a three bedroom, four bedroom house, you probably pay fourteen hundred dollars market. Yeah. Like, so people don't speak on that. It's going mm-hmm. to Yeah. Like another thing you got to think about when you got a house though, when it comes to the renting versus buying thing, is if the HVAC break, if something breaking oh, yeah. there, I know, I know enough. You, you on that? I just had a mice. And like bit through my stairs last yeah. night. So like, you gotta fix that now. Exactly. Like, how the hell he got down there? It's a you know, you got insurance. Yeah. You got property I tax. The on it. I think I fixed the toilet last month. Exactly. But the water thing kept running. Exactly. Five dollar water bill. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like, but like, so and so sometimes you kind of like, I kind of miss the maintenance man. Yeah. Yeah. They start getting the plumbers out there and shit. Oh, wow. I, but I became the plumber. Yeah. You and yeah. see, I just moved in into my crib. I built it, and you, you know, like. Shit, again, like you said, I became the plumber because right. you ain't about to call somebody. In your mind, you think a brand new house, nothing's yeah. going to break. Right. So in the first year, you know, if they still got some type of insurance when you buy a house. Man, it's like so a like, car, bro. If the dishwasher, everything was breaking. Like, we had to keep calling people. I'm like, dang. Yeah. I'm like, so it show you brand new stuff breaks fast, too. And, and guess what? As soon as the warranty up, everything seemed like it started breaking. Man, it's like a car, bro. Like, at the end of the day, a house is a, it's a, 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 a depreciating asset that appreciate at the same time. So what I mean by that is the roof go leak, you know, the, yeah, the HVAC up. go break, the, the paint go get scratched up, you know what I'm saying? It's still a physical property. It's something that it get wear and tear, so just like anything else. So, But I'm going to tell you, if the difference from a car and a house, people don't speak on this, mm-hmm. and it's way deeper. You could buy your house out, but you still don't own your house. Because if you don't pay that property tax... Oh, they'll take it. So it's, yeah, like you, take it. it's like you never really own it if you own the land. Right. Yeah. So yeah. Like, but nobody never speaks never on this. That. Yeah. That's true. I mean, the you United States really, the property yeah. United yeah. States really own everything. They own everything. You know what I'm yeah. saying? They, so you never really own your house. Yeah. But guess yeah. what? You really own your car when you finish get them titles. Yeah. yeah. Like, if you don't pay insurance, you might just get flagged with DMV. But uh-huh. if, if people can't take your car. Yeah. From your house. If you own it. You know what that tell you? Know what that tell you? Yeah. It ain't worth nothing. Yeah. They don't want it. They don't, they don't want, want it. it. Ain't worth nothing. Yeah. But they know that house. You know what I'm saying? They know that 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 land they ain't making too much more. They can't make no more of that. You see and what so I'm saying? So the truth of the matter is, people need to stop buying their land first. They got to buy your land, then put your house on. They got to, bro. You know, like I remember during COVID in 2020, the market just took a like like you said. You bought your house when? Two. Like, like right after the pandemic. Okay, so still, that was still at the part where it was going crazy. Like, the the, 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 uh, properties was appreciating like crazy, whereas right now, the interest rates then doubled and tripled. And appreciation ain't, 
ain't 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 going as quick, you know, as it was. Like they not gaining value as quick as they was in the pandemic. So the pandemic was a real good time for people to buy. It was a buying opportunity. That pandemic was the best time for a lot of people to come yeah. up. You come mm-hmm. up, you just fell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you, ain't, you ain't capitalized <laughs> off of all the free money that's that was just, I don't think that's going to happen again in life, too. So. Yeah. Nah, dog. And I mean, because you got to realize Trump was giving out a lot of money at that time, too, dog, with them And that can make people shit. miss Trump. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. I know I do. <laughs> they get mad at me when I see it, but I swear, dog, because Biden so, ain't doing it. <laughs> It's a far as like real estate, being an entrepreneur and everything like yeah. that. Like, tell us what do you enjoy most about it. Yeah. Tell us what you hate about it. Man, bro, I enjoy the freedom. That's like that's the only thing. That's the real reason anybody I feel like should should want to make some money. Cause that's just a piece of paper is man made. Like if they we wake up tomorrow and they say the dollar ain't no more, uh, we go trade uh, crypto coins, then everybody go be trying to buy crypto. So it's it's really why are we trying to get money. Because we want freedom, you know, we want to be able to wake up, do what we want, travel what we want with the people that we love. But the, at the same time, entrepreneurship, if you don't get up, then you ain't getting no check. You don't work, you don't eat. You ain't getting no check, you know what I'm saying? So it's always a constant mindset game because you build a business, you build a company, you got a team, you got employees, it's still a lonely road. Like, that's you the one that eat last. That's something I, 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 earned, I learned real early in entrepreneurship, like... I, I don't eat until everybody else in my company eat, you know? So that's something that you really got to stay disciplined know, Everyone think entrepreneur is like an easy life, but some people don't make money for a few years. Yeah. Or whatever. Yeah. And you just get discouraged. 90% of businesses fail within five years. Shit, I've been seeing it one year. Yeah. Hey, yeah. especially you got over here. Yeah. Especially after COVID. Yeah. You got over here? Yeah. They ain't been making it. So that's why I tell people to get in the wholesale real estate game because, like I said earlier, I flipped the property. I spent my first deal. I spent like five hours of real work on it, you know, because what I what we do is we get good at finding a motivated seller. So somebody that'll sell their property at a discount because it benefit them to sell it quick. Right. So the way I do that is it's a marketing and sales game. I get in front of people through. Uh, you could pull data, you know what I'm saying? You ever heard of like, you, you mentioned earlier, if you don't pay your taxes, you'll lose your property. Correct. All right, so you know that's public data. You know, they put that out there so you can get access to the phone numbers of the people that's getting foreclosed on, the people that ain't pay their taxes. So what I do is I start calling those people up and letting them know, look, I'll give you 100000 I'll give you 200000 for your property, and then I get it on paper and I flip that paper. So I was able to make a lot of money without a lot of overhead, you feel me? Because I ain't got to buy the property. I ain't paying the, the mortgage payment, the interest payments. I ain't paying none of that. You see what I'm saying? And then on top of that, I ain't got no license. I ain't need no credit, none of that. So I was able to stack up $100,000 real quick just flipping properties on paper. And then when COVID came around, like I, the game just went crazy. Like in March, uh, uh, 20, March of 2020, I had an 80... 80- at Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com wonder. $8,000 a month, and then from March, April, May, back to back, $88,000, $86,000, and then like another $78,000 a month. 
I'm 22 years old at this time, 22 or 22 years old at this time. And then the, what I start thinking is, okay, and I, I made a lot of mistakes with money. I ain't gonna act like I ain't make mistakes, but then I started realizing, okay, if I want to go on a vacation and still make money, I got to build a team. I got to have employees up underneath me finding these deals. You know what I'm saying? So you I got to make money while you, you know, while yeah, while vacation. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Like one of my mentors, one day he was, I, I'm talking with him and he had a board full of deals in real estate. We, we, you know, we got white boards. We write our deals on the board. So yeah. we had a board full of deals and he was like, I ain't talked to none of these property owners. I don't know them. I'm like, damn. He got all his money coming in, but he got a team. He leveraged somebody else's time, you know what I'm saying, to make that money. So I started focusing on building my team, and I ain't been on the phones calling people for their property since 2020. I ain't been on the phones because I focused on building that team to where I got people doing that for me. So what that allowed me to do is start getting into, if you see on my Instagram page, I do new construction. I build houses ground up. I wouldn't have been able to get into that if I was stayed in that, okay, I'm chasing another deal. I'm chasing a wholesale deal, you know? So, like, I always, it don't no, no matter what point you at, if you ain't growing, you dying. Like, you got to always have that hunger for new information. You got to have that edge to keep up in the scope. And building a company is what allow you to do that. So, tell us, like, what's next for you? Man, right now, bro, I'm deep into development. And then I started my brand. You see right here, Triple M. Triple M, money-making mindset, where the mindset make the money, because everything you hear me talking oh, about... Nice jacket, man. Appreciate that, dog. With everybody, you know, everything you hear me talking about, it come from this right here. You know what I mean? Like, the game, you know, you could be smart, whatever, whatever, but if you ain't got the mindset, if you ain't got the hustle to get up and go do this and work through the mistakes every single day, you ain't gonna get nowhere. You feel me? So my mindset is really, like, what helped me get to where I'm at today and um, I started this brand where I teach other people how to do it. You know, like I, over the last year, I've been able to teach over 100 plus people how to do their first real estate deal. And there's people that come from where I come from, people that, you know, don't even believe they could do this. You know what I'm saying? That's why we talk about money making mindset. Because if I could show you these checks, if I could show you my experiences, if I could show you, you know, the actual game, I just had an event where people flew to Nashville and seen my business, seeing my new construction bill, seeing that, then I can make you believe. Once somebody start believing they could do something, believing it's actually for them, they deserve it, then they go put in that work to get, you know, get to that to that actual deal. So my my next step is really growing this brand right here. And like I said, I'm deep into development, bro. I love building houses. Like that's my favorite part of real estate. It's buying a piece of land and then building some houses on the ground up. And also, last but not least, tell the world on what can they find you on social media and I'm everywhere else. So you can find me at, um, on Instagram everywhere, Abram Mitchell. So A-B-R-A-M-M-I-T-C-H-E-L-L underscore. That's everywhere. Um, that's on YouTube. We drop podcasts every single week. We drop shows, nothing but free content, free game. And if you really pay attention to everything and apply it, but you, you can do this. Like, this game really ain't... No, like you ain't got to be that smart to do this. I ain't really different from nobody else that's watching this. Like no matter where you come from, what situation you in, if you make it a goal to talk to people every single day about buying their property and you get a good deal, you can make some money that you really never seen before in your life, and you can keep doing that and repeating that process. Oh, all right, and we mm. done. And also, that's your story. Yes, sir. Well, 
I'm at least part of it. Mm-hmm. And we'll have part two coming soon. Yes, sir. All right. Appreciate, appreciate you, bro. You. No appreciate problem. you, dog.